0: And Lord Jesus, good morning, and um, as people are moving in, uh, moving to towards work today, I just ask you to protect them this morning as the rains are coming in and out, and thank you for the rains and um, the, the physical cleansing of the, the, the air and the earth, and um, there's all kinds of spiritual overtones with that as well, Lord, so thank you for that. Thank you for Monday, and everything that you have in store for us, I ask you to bless Justin and Shelly with a lot of calmness. They've got a lot of stuff going on, Lord. And um, just help give them some peace that you are uh, in control. And uh, there's no surprises for you this week, Lord. So just give them an abundance of grace and peace and favor. um, And just uh, attract the people that you want to be a part of that, the ministry, the program. Lord, attract those people and send your resources, God. We love you. Amen. Justin, good morning. Happy
1: Monday. Good morning, Tribe, Peers, um, and you too as well, Jerry, uh, yeah. kicking off Monday morning. And we've been in this theme the last couple of weeks, at least on Mondays with me, is like the church and yeah. thinking about the church and diving into it. So well, I'm going to continue on this theme a little bit. And I'm going to read, like thinking about how the church is structured. We kind of just are, we just kind of inherit a system and we just sort of live in it. Sometimes I like to step back and look at the whole structure of the church and how has God designed it. And we sort of looked at like how you read scripture. We sort of looked at like how you would gather as a church and how you would engage with scripture last Mm -hmm. week. And this week, I want to think about sort of like how we sit under people, how the architecture of churches. And so we're going to jump into Ephesians 4, uh, 11. And a few verses after this, I'm going to read this twice. Cause it's one of those, like, makes your head spin. There's a lot there. And he himself talking about Jesus gave some to be apostles, mm-hmm. some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Till we all come to the unity, the faith, and the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man, to the measure and stature of the fullness of Christ. Mm -hmm. So he's really, there's a really sort of hierarchy or kind of way the church works. And so I want to kind of read this again, but I want to, I want to give us a few cues to listen to there's like five giftings or five people um, that, that Christ gave to the church. And it says to equip, all right. And so when we hear the word equip, that means those people are to give us the skills mm. to do the work so that we may become to the full standard of Christ. So this is a really important scripture. And it says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers mm. for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, that we all may come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And so these five giftings are really important. They're sort of like a leadership gifting. They're not, they're not talking just specifically about spiritual giftings, which they are as well too. It's really talking about someone who has authority in the church to give the tools to you and I to go do the work so that we may become to the full, the church may come to the full perfect standard of Christ. So it's a really big deal. And one of the interesting things is like we, of these five, you go to a certain church and you can always tell by how it's, by how it's structured and set up, which one of these five is leading. So for example, if you go to a church that's led by a prophet, uh, and their main pastor is a prophet. You will know this because they will have altar calls on a weekly basis. <laughs> and there'll be a big area on the front of the stage where people can come forward. Um, it often will be charismatic and there'll be healings, and it will really be focused on that prophet and, and the altar call kind of method. Mm-hmm. If you go to a church that's led by a pastor, you'll know this because it will be smaller than 150 people because this pastor wants to know. Everybody wants to get coffee, want, he's going to marry you, is going to bury you, they can't typically lead a church more than 150 people they want to sit down and hear how your day is going and they're like just kind of salt of the earth good people if your church is led by a teacher you'll know this because they pride themselves on going line by line through the scripture right they'll say all right we we believe in the bible and we are going to go line by line we're going to be teaching and then on wednesday night there's more teaching and then sunday school before is more teaching right they are let you are going to be in a church led by a teacher. And if you're in a church led by an evangelist, you'll know this because they have a huge atrium. And they are super interested on welcoming you and introducing you to Jesus. And that'll sort of be the hallmark deal. Mm -hmm. And typically, the apostles are not in the church. Uh, They are typically in a parachurch organization because they are thinking about the structure of the church. And they are thinking about how the church is organized and how it's set up. So you've got these five giftings. And typically, if you're in a typical church structure, you're sitting under one of these giftings a lot. And so what may what often happens in the church is you get a really big right bicep <laughs> you've been working that right bicep great but your left bicep is looking puny because it never gets touched at all you're never sitting you know you might be sitting under a church that's led by an evangelist right and you might be all about telling and again none of, i'm not criticizing any of these they're obviously all good good Uh, and have value. Um, And we need all of them. I think when you think of the cocktail of these five giftings, we need all of them. And we often are underdeveloped as Christians because we don't understand this verse and we don't take time to sit under different teachings. Um, And I know my background in gifting is obviously in teaching, hopefully, obviously, te- you yeah, know, obviously, but like, I love teaching, you know, I could sit under teaching pastors, I could geek out on teaching my whole life, I would be so happy in a teacher led church, you know, I would thrive in that kind of church, but it would be to my detriment, if that was all that I got. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so this, this idea of being equipped by all of them is actually really, really valuable. And I think about the time and when I shared my testimony, I sat under Chuck Moore for two and a half years and he was a he's a pastor. In fact, he's an equipping pastor. And so he pastored me. He helped heal my heart. He helped teach me about being a husband, about being a father. We would you know, I would go in and I would read my journals to him like I would pour my heart out to him. And it was a long slow process. And he equipped me. He gave me those tools as I walk through that to be able to do that process with other guys. So I was equipped and set under a pastor in that season when I needed it. And I think about times I've sat under a prophet yeah, and times like when I, you know, by a t my my inclination is to be very uncomfortable by profit types <laughs> uh they just they weird me out they're weird you know but it does, that does not mean they're bad at all it's a really lack of my maturity and when i started to understood this first i was like i have to sit under some profits and so i found steve Manuel at crossroads and i would sit under his classes and go through his teachings even though they made me very uncomfortable but they started to mature me in the areas of prophecy, and I'm never going to be teaching on prophecy or anything along those lines, but God has matured me in some of those things, and what's been super fascinating is my wife and my daughter, Layla, both have gift in prophecy, and my fear of that was really squelching them, and as I came to grow and appreciate the prophetic more, I watched my wife flourish, feel more understood, more valued, more loved. I watched my daughter Layla, who has dreams and when she prays for people like things happen, it's crazy. You know, she has gifts. And so now she's getting trained by a prophet, Brad Ferenkamp. She's getting some training in prophecy right now and learning how to understand her dreams. And she wakes up with these super vivid dreams that sometimes even come true. And she's like, I don't know what to do with this, dad. You know, I'm like me neither. We need to get you help. You know, so she's getting equipped by a prophet. And it's been super helpful for me in time to be thinking along those lines. Um, and then, uh, obviously if you're familiar with the city, you think about Brian Tome or whatever, he is obviously an evangelist (laughs) and he's leading his church with an evangelistic bent. And my time there was super helpful learning and understanding and seeing his heart to share the gospel with people. Uh, uh, and, uh, in terms of like sitting under some apostles in my journey and my walk, like if you've ever taken story form life that was created by Jeremy Pryor, and I'm just giving names for people in the city because I think it's helpful to put names and faces together. When you think about this gift, Jeremy is always thinking about the underlying structure of how the church is set up or how the family is set up. And the story form life was designed to be in a, a class That would go and help you think about the foundation you're building your faith on. Mm -hmm. And he thinks a lot about how the church is structured or how the family is structured. You were back in the days when Mike Breen was really popular. He was an apostle. He was coming in and saying, you may not be structuring your churches right. Maybe you should think about structuring them this way or, you know, so they're always thinking about, about how to structure things. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now, uh, I'm thinking about like Shelly and I are a, on a coaching call on Tuesday nights, every other Tuesday night with Caesar Kolonoski. He's a hardcore evangelist, uh, equipping evangelist. Every Tuesday night we sit under him or every, every other Tuesday night, he sits in us. He's telling us how to be more evangelistic in and through our home, which again, Shelly and I are just not naturally this way, but we're getting equipped. He was like, if you really love the Lord and you really love people, you know, he's like, just have one day of a week. That's open. So every Sunday night is open at our house for people to come and grill out with us and hang out with us. And we've seen it's been crazy. Like the neighbors, we have some neighbors that come down every week and are, you know, like, gosh, it's good to have community again. We I haven't been outside. I haven't seen people. You know, so we're getting equipped by an evangelist in this time. And so I, I, the heart of this is not, there's no simple formulas I can give people. Here's how you do the five fold ministry, you know, but I think it's a mindset that we want to start seeking with like, God, how am I going to sit under an apostle? How am I going to sit under an evangelist? How am I going to sit under a prophet, a pastor or a teacher, or how have I been influenced? It's even fascinating to go back through your spiritual walk and be like, Hmm, what gifting was this person? Or what was the bent and the gifting of the, of the church that I'm now in and what are they really strong in? And these people in general would definitely don't get along in the church. That's why they form their own camps. (laughs) You know, like this is my camp and this is the way to do it. I'm like, maybe it's a piece of the way and it's part of the way. Right. But they're only selling you a piece of the puzzle. And that's what's so dangerous. We get into a church and we think we have the full piece And we're like, no, 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 this is how you do church. I'm like, no, 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 no. The things you're doing might be wonderful, but you only have a piece of that puzzle because you've got to have these five giftings in your life. And it's super complex. It's not easy. It really, it starts with a sense of humility. Like in general, we just, you know, when we talk about you and we've had some conversations, you know, we mentioned sitting under authority and people start getting really upset, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah, we hit some buttons there. Like we don't like to be thinking about being humble and sitting under, but it is the hallmark and way of the Christian walk. And but God has also made this, it takes a level of wisdom to be thinking about how this happens. And then for, for His reason, right? You know, like the word pastor is only in the Bible one time, and it's in this chapter. <laughs> Can you believe that? Like our whole church is hallmarked on the word pastor of a church and I was sitting with a pastor once and I said, what, where is that in the Bible, your role? And he was like, oh, he couldn't find it, you know, (laughs) because I'm like, it's not in the Bible, but in case, you get a little hint. This is the only time the word pastor is mentioned in the Bible Uh, and it's in the mix of five of them. And we've taken that word and kind of superseded it to think about all five of these. And so our definition and understanding of the church becomes uh, complex. So anyways, as always, there's a lot, lot more. These are just teasers to kind of get you thinking maybe different. I like to get us an awakening and and an eye-opening of what is out there. There's a lot, lot, lot more out there that God could do in and through all of this stuff. All right, we're at 729. There we go, Jerry. That's good. No, it's good. It, It is interesting, again, to think about like
0: areas that like, you know, people that I'm more uncomfortable. I was thinking of David Sheldon when you were talking about, um, profits and, you know, certain people can make you feel very, I love David, um, as well as a lot of people on this call that know him, love him. Uh, he can make you feel very uncomfortable. And, and so, um, so it is interesting to, to kind of lean into that, like, well, and even self-audit yourself, Justin It's like, why am I uncomfortable? Um, why am I uncomfortable talking one-on-one with this person or, or, you know, maybe, people that you're drawn to, or maybe uh, people that you're, that you're not. Um, And yet being open to what can I learn, um, you know, by, by spending time with them. It's really, it it is interesting. And I I would imagine there's probably a ton of different churches represented on this call right now as people are, I'm sure, thinking about the, the pastor, the leadership team um, and the type of people that are attracted to that or other churches that we've been involved with in the past. It's really, really interesting. It's good. It's good stuff as always. All right. Well, pray us out, pray us into the rest of our Monday. I know you've got a really busy day. So for people that jumped on late later, um, Justin's, we've got an open house, the the kids, uh, the CAP kids that helped remodel the house. Uh, we've got an open house today. So if you guys will keep Justin and Shelly and the kids uh, in your prayers today, I'm sure speaking for Justin, he would certainly appreciate that as well. All right, Justin, pray us into our Monday. Yeah,
1: Father, thank you. I love the word of God. I love how you have architected this, right? You have architected the church, not us. So I just pray for each of us, whatever we're supposed to glean from this today, God, you make make our eyes be open to see your word, see the way your kingdom is operating, see people who are glorifying you by the gifts they have. And I just continue to pray. We have humble hearts to sit under and learn in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Well done. Love you, Justin. Love you guys. Have a great